Welcome to the May Diary, brought to you by UKNaturePicks.com. If you can hear in the background, the goldfinches are singing. This is what I wanted to talk to you about this month, the delight of birds. Wherever you live in the British Isles, you'll be within a few metres of a wild bird, whether it is in an inner city or the remotest hillside. Birds can bring pleasure and intrigue worthy of the greatest soaps. I live in a village. I'm very lucky for that. I have a small garden, but I'm really lucky that I have the farm and the fields to enjoy the birds too. I have rediscovered my childhood passion of bird watching, encouraged by my father and my aunt Audrey. I'm lucky enough to have goldfinches, greenfinches, blue tits and great tits all squabbling over the juicy sunflower hearts in my garden. The finches all race around the buddleia to see who wins the best spot. Meanwhile, the blue tits sneak in and beat them all to it. Overhead often flies the sparrowhawk or the buzzard, often choosing to sit on our flat roof looking for a naive bird unable to find a safe spot in the hedge. Luckily, it's usually only the collared doves. Collared doves carry a lot of disease and there are an awful lot of them around. Wood pigeons as well. They carry more disease than rats, so they're not my most favourite of bird. During spring, it's worth watching out for the birds to check their health. Keep feeding them, but make sure that you wash and scrub the feeders. Just a little soapy water each time helps. There's been a nasty parasite in the wild bird population in recent years in the UK. And two years ago, it decimated both the goldfinch and the greenfinch population. The chaffinches were almost died out in this area. The parasite can easily be controlled so they can't spread it from one to the other. Unfortunately, spring brings at the time when it is spread because as the birds feed each other during the courting ritual, they pass on the parasite. It kills them because they're unable to feed. So look out for little fluffed birds and, and watch it. Sometimes they pass it on through feeding, so keep make sure, as I say, keep the feeders clean. My local supermarket is in the middle of an industrial estate, but it still provides an interesting place to watch birds. The starlings find their favourite tree to roost in at night, flying in from all directions to join together for the warmth and safety. They create a noise worthy of a large plane, as they argue over the best spot. And I imagine to discuss the day's events and a little bit of gossip about your neighbour. Below the car park is often below the car park is often home to large numbers of pied wagtails, with their familiar colours and long, elegant tails. I enjoy watching the birds wherever I go. Chaffinches in Tesco's car park are very common. Not in Tesco's themselves. They haven't replaced them with chicken yet. <laughs> They're very common. I wake up in the morning full of the delight to listen to the birds. Listen outside. Usually the dawn chorus is started by our male blackbird. The call, the singing is beautiful. He harks the beginning of the dawn chorus. And joining in soon are the other birds. The blue tits, the great tits. Listen carefully for the grating sound of the great tit. Although it's spelt differently, I'm sure that's where it comes from, because it, it is a large, piercing sound. The tit family are very interesting. 
in the sp spring they all separate and live in their little groups of their own families. The great tits pair off together, the blue tits pair off together, the long-tailed tits pair off together. In winter, however, things change. Rather than the distinctive call of each bird, you, you hear a mixed call. The tit family tend to join in small flocks of mixed groups, the cold tits joining with the great tits and the blue tits. And somehow the call changes and they're all able to talk to each other. Listen for that, it hearts the change of the seasons. And if you just heard that in the background, that was a male blackbird arguing or showing its fear or alarm. It's probably the decorator outside. He would be listening because at the moment he's nesting in the Catoniester with his wife. They have some young and I'm not sure how many, so I want to leave them alone. However, at the farm we've had different birds. It's quite exciting for me because long I've held the, the, the wish or the desire to see a green, a green woodpecker. I've never been fortunate enough. I've seen the greater wooded and the lesser, lesser spotted, sorry, and the greater spotted woodpeckers, but never the green woodpecker. Two weeks ago, however, we've heard a noise in the trees at the end of the field. Holly was lucky enough to spot it. She, she confirmed that it was a green woodpecker. I have my doubts. It's been a long-held dream to see one. I know they're common for most people, but for me, it's one of those that I haven't had yet, so I have to tick him off my list. Sure enough, last week, one flew right by me, straight into the tree and started tapping away. The excitement was... Oh, I can't explain the excitement. Somebody could have given me a pile of diamonds and it wouldn't have meant as much to me as that first sighting of a very special bird. The red kite are down there as well. I'm not going to say where they're nesting because unfortunately a lot of people still steal their eggs. There's big money in it and I want to make sure that they're safe. I've no intention of people poisoning them or stealing their eggs. I like to see them and I want my daughter and my, my children's children to see them and enjoy them as well. So leave them alone. <laughs> they do well without our intervention. Down the road, about 300 metres away at the farm, I spotted a pink flash the other day and sure enough I saw a jay. Jays are very common in the area very very distinctive pretty bird. They're a member of the crow family and are a carrion bird. They're considered a pest but with those looks they're well worth a sight and they're quite welcome to be a pest in any of my gardens or any of my fields. Look out for them and I hope to be able to bring a picture of it soon to you for you to enjoy as well. Along at the farm inside Fritz's grass muzzle the one that he keeps to stop him getting fat in summer by gorging all the rich grass. We noticed a few weeks ago mud was ap appearing in it. At first thought, I thought, well, we all thought that Holly had been playing and made mud pies, which we thought was rather strange. Then we noticed a nest take shape. Then four little eggs appeared into it. The robin has chosen to nest right above our heads right above the feed buckets only a half a metre away a foot in old money <laughs> she's managed to hatch off last week we think three or four little birds at first they were f they were really bald and very ugly with bulging closed eyes now they're getting tufts of baby feathers 
all vying for the food. We have brought them some dried mealworms. A little tip, if you buy mealworms for them, make sure they're dried at an early stage because the live mealworms can eat through the stomachs of the baby birds, the very young. They can't do any damage to the older birds, but they can through the young because the skin is so thin and they have powerful jaws. Just make sure they're dried. It's better for everyone and you can enjoy it and watch the birds grow up. Then they can be fed the live ones. It's cleaner as well. <laughs> you don't have to have wriggling mealworms all around. But try feeding them. You get an enjoyment out of it. And if you suffer from depression, like I know a lot of people do, try and get out and enjoy the spring. And if you have time, put some of the sightings that you've seen on the woodlandtrust.com website. They record things like this. So try and make sure that you have the time. Window boxes, flats with windows, can all set, be set up to attract birds. You don't all have to have a big field like us. We're very, very lucky and we appreciate it. Many feeders can be stuck onto windows and you can watch from the comfort of an armchair. They attract various birds. The highest of buildings in cities often provide the perfect place for the exceptionally rare peregrine falcon. If you're lucky enough to live in Lincolnshire, there are a pair nesting at Lincoln Cathedral. And if you look carefully, look up to the highest point, walk around the cathedral, you will see them feeding on the many pigeons that are in the area. It helps keep the numbers down because the pigeons carry a lot of disease. Cities provide food and nesting spots for amazing birds, such as the peregrine falcon. Town gardens are an oasis for birds with walls to nest in and hedges and plants to feed from. Attracting birds to your home is easy. Provide a feeder and, if possible, water. It's very important. And the birds will soon find it. Flocking to your garden, you'll see green finches, chaffinches, blackbirds, all sorts of things. I even enjoy, in my village, I enjoy seeing the jackdaws in the morning. Although now they're nesting in an old chimney breast, of an, a chimney pot of a neighbour's. I look forward to hearing that. I'm not so sure about the chattering so so much first thing in the morning, though. Feeding birds is a mutually beneficial relationship. After a hard, stressful day at work, spending some time stood at the window or sat in a chair watching the bright flashes as a chaffinch or a blue tit flies by. It's very relaxing. <laughs> Added to that a glass of wine. Perfection. Birds will continue to come year round and as the seasons come and go, so keep feeding, but you will notice that the birds change. In winter we see a lot of long-tailed tits, they disappear in the summer to the hedges, and along come the chaffinches and the, the goldfinches with their bright flash of colour. Down at the farm, we're lucky enough in the cowshed to have a wren nesting high up in an old swallow's nest. We haven't been able to see much yet, we just see her coming in with her food, so we'll keep you posted on that. And yesterday, sure enough, a flash went by as I was in the cow shed. Bright flash, I knew it was too big to be the, the, the wren, it was too bright to be anything else, and it had a flash of red. It was the swallows. The swallows have returned and are nesting high up in the other side of the cow shed. We have three nests there, and quite a few doing very well, so we look forward to seeing them 
and hopefully, if I can do it quietly, when they're settled, I will photograph the young, but only not to disturb them, and the last thing I want is to disturb the nest. So I will leave it well alone and leave them in peace to get on with the breeding process, so they can provide young for me to enjoy in future years. If you're short of money or you, you don't have access to buying feeders, lots of plastic feeders can be bought. They can be hung from a tree or the empty hanging baskets or the brackets that you're idle until summer. I've seen a lot of different ways of feeding birds in different places I've visited. In Sandringham, the Queen's country residence, they have a tree, it's called the bread tree, and they put brown sliced bread on it all the branches all the time and it provides a wealth of food for the green finches the blue tits and the great tits along with the grey squirrels but they're enjoyable to see as well in rufford the country park in nottinghamshire it's set in the middle of a very busy area and a heart of an old mining area this provides home for all sorts of birds and they make use of the summer visitors' discarded rubbish by using the ice cream cartons. They fill them with fat and, and cheapish bird seed, which I found in a local garden centre, for 20 kilos was £7.75. So it is affordable, and it's better than buying that extra expensive bottle of wine or a pack of cigarettes, or whatever you choose to, to buy. Just think, you can be feeding those and enjoying them for months on that. At Rufford, they mix the fat with the wild bird seed, dry it and set it in the feeders, turn them upside down and put a piece of string on them and hang them from the branches. The blue tits hang from them with a great delight. The food and the fat provides a lot of energy for them. And during the nesting season, it is important to keep feeding them. Although people stop because there's a plentiful supply elsewhere, the birds have the ready supply, they're used to their areas and they become used to where they find the food. So if you can keep feeding them throughout the summer, do so. But as I say, keep an eye out for sick birds and if you do see the parasite, stop feeding immediately. You'll see them by fluffing birds and often have froth around the mouths. If that happens, just stop feeding and it will stop them collecting and passing it on. Give them all the feed as a good wash. I've said that before, I'll keep saying it, I want to see these birds in the future and that they do need to, to recover their numbers somewhat. Over 60% of us in the UK already feed the birds. The birds have the food and we enjoy watching and bringing our gardens to life. Even if you're not a keen gardener, it's great to watch. You can hang them from absolutely anything. Anything you've got, you can hang the feeders from. It is important, however, not to leave the food on the ground. This encourages rats. They will take the young. They will also bring disease to your garden. It's worth remembering. Keep it clean. Chamberswood Farm Wood near Bardney make holes in old wood or old logs and they fill them with the fat and seed mix, which I've explained before. Then they hang them on trees near the visitor centre. If you're in the area of any of the Forestry Commission sites, it's worth going to see and watch because the birds come and they're quite used to the, the public, so they don't seem to mind us at all. There are many different types of food and different birds need different things. Most of us have a friendly robin to hop into the hole of which we've dug in our garden. 
or the blackbird pulling worms from our lawn, or in our case, actually popped in the other day into the house and stole Mossy's food. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Protein in different forms is important to birds. Fat helps provide energy in winter. Pigeons and collared doves love wheat. It is cheap and it is provided in most cheaper or economy mixed bird foods. Chaffinches, greenfinches and goldfinches and the members of the tit family seem to love sunflowers. So if you're worried about the mess in your garden, sunflower hearts provide a mess-free solution. And at around 150 a kilo, they provide lots of happy birds. Until that is, they run out. And the goldfinches come and make a terrible noise until you fill them again. Mixing the fat and the bird food together in little tubs placed on the tables provide the energy they need to survive the winter and to survive the feeding demands of their young in the spring. You can, however, buy ready-made fat balls. They can be purchased for around £1 for four. Fruit is always popular. Many a fight has broken out on my bird table by putting out soaked currants. Just a cheap value fruit mix that you can buy from Tesco's or any supermarket. I'm sure most supermarkets have them. Just buy those, put them there and watch the blackbirds enjoy them. An apple and some fruit, few grapes that are left in your fruit bowl. Bananas, they're another popular fruit, providing the energy that they need. So next time you've had a bad day at work, take time out. Enjoy the birds and the delight of the birds near you. Take care. Bye bye.